What's up, everyone, and welcome to Project X Talk and Xbox Podcast, episode number 109, presented by Save the Game Media. I'm your host, Kevin, aka The Muffin Mon, and today I'm joined by a special co-host, uh, Ethan has the week off from all Save the Game Media content. So uh, we are joined by the weatherman on the moose, Ryan Turford from Carpool Gaming and the Xbox Drive, the RPG Cave. Uh, what's up, Ryan? Hey, that, that's me. That's who I am. I'm Ryan, the man, weatherman on the moose. Hello, Kevin. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing okay. You know, I went around and as you can tell, totally jacked up on McDonald's coffee at the moment because I had to make sure I had my McDonald's coffee prepped and ready for our conversation today. Of course, over in the Xbox Drive, that's you know, kind of an inside mm-hmm. joke for us, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, things are doing good. Things are doing good. We're in the we're the heat of review season okay. at this point because there's so there's too many games at this point, Kevin. We're in month two of five of back to back game releases at this point. So, I'm very excited Is- to talk to you today about games and stuff. Yeah, I was just looking, um, speaking of reviews, like I was just looking forward, like of all the games that I got planned out to play, like the rest of this month, next month, even into January and February. It's like, it doesn't stop right now. Yeah. It's too, too many games. It's it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I think like when Resident Evil 4 comes out in at the end of March, that's kind of like where it seems to drop off currently as far as mm. game releases at this point. Yeah, yeah, and then they just threw Tales of Symphonia into February, yeah. and they threw, um, my brother was just saying, he's a big Neptunia fan, and they, they just announced the release date for the next Neptunia game, which is also in February, in that same, like, two-week period in yeah. February. The one that I told you, yeah, because I posted in our Discord, the Carpool Gaming Discord, um, that uh, basically between the 10th and the 24th, there's, like, 10 RPGs that are coming out. So, you know, starting with Hogwarts Legacy, and then ending with the Atelier games, and, Pro- and Octopath Traveler 2, and uh, a whole bunch of crazy stuff tales of symphony is in there the at rhythm like there's too many too many games kevin it's a games. it's a good time to be an rpg fan though all right the rpg cave is gonna be popping off that's tell true you. uh well if you guys like that go over to carpool gaming check out everything ryan and everyone over there is doing obviously you know we're we pop over there sometimes they pop over here sometimes great friends of the show love love doing stuff with them but if you like this show we are live every thursday at 5 p.m eastern time right here on youtube if you can't catch us live we post every friday morning on your favorite podcast service while you're over there please drop us a rating a review uh whether it's apple spotify wherever they do reviews it does help the algorithm helps us grow if you want to interact with us more please come join the discord the link is down in the description down below and lastly our Patreon shout out. If you want to support us, get the Patreon shout out and early access to all of Save the Game Media's content like No Limits, Frame by Frame, I Hate My Friends, uh, and our exclusive shows. You get uh, I Hate My Friends post show every week, and then f- it's going to be four Patreon exclusive podcasts a month. So one every week you get. Dang. Uh, <laughs> That's a lot of podcasts. Yeah, right. Right now it's three. I think we're gonna make uh, make one uh, another uh, a fourth. I haven't I haven't really told anyone about that, but it's it's coming. You'll you'll know. So if you like that, please go to patreoncom save the game media. Choose the tier that's right for you. Like our current Patreon supporters. So shout out to Bucky Blue, Hopple, Alpaca Tom, Amon, Saz, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Anna Hudak, Nikolai at Night, Cipher Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Always Be, and our newest patron Megan quinones i believe is how you say that last name thank you all for your support we appreciate you and if i said your name wrong uh let me know i want to i want to get it right so uh tell me in the discord comments 
just to be like, Kevin, you're a big dummy. This is how you pronounce my name. But before we get into what you're playing, mm-hmm. I want to talk about Extra Life a little. Okay, Ooh. so if anyone missed it this past weekend, myself and Taylor from No Limits went to Rome, New York. We met up with Sean Capri from uh, Carpool Gaming and Mr. Badbit and Mr. K-Step from the Trophy Room. And we proceeded to play video games for 25-ish hours, I think, 24, 25-ish hours. And we raised 9000 I think it was $221 last time I looked, but it might be up now. Um, yeah, I was going to say, we just did, like, because we're actually announcing the, the, our prizes for tonight. Yes. Um, so it actually has gone up since then. $9,246. Oh. In fact, we're, like, le- like $700 away from a 10000 Kevin? That's crazy. So as Ryan said, we will be announcing the prizes. And I think I think it's, it's going to be a Carpool's channel. It might also be live stream here, 10 p.m. Eastern time tonight. So if you can, uh, if you want, if you donate it, especially come hang out, see if you win one of the awesome prizes like God of War Ragnarok Collector's Edition. So many more things are given away. But Ryan, we missed you there. It was a, it was a great time. Looking forward to seeing you next year. But uh, you were in the <laughs> chat. We were playing games together. It was it was i just i just can't say enough like I, I could go on and on about how amazing extra life was meeting everyone playing games but i do want to give a big thank you to uh carpool the trophy room uh for teaming with us on, on this um and the community because we couldn't have raised over 9000 oh over 9000 over 9000 without them uh coming by donating obviously so thank you to everyone for for doing that it, it means a lot yeah, absolutely. I got a little bit of the FOMO, Kevin, because I I, I was actually planning on coming, as you know, mm-hmm. um, but I couldn't get my passport renewed kind of in time for the uh, event. Um, but I definitely, you know, seeing you guys play the games together on the couch and stuff, I, I was like, man, I'm like super jealous. And I uh, can't wait for next year uh, for us to be able to do this all over again. Um, also, you know, I loved, you know, one of my favorite moments involved you, of course. I talked about this on the Xbox Drive yesterday, but you winning um, the fighting game tournament for Smash and yes. just us watching that as, like, I felt like I was part of the room while we were watching you guys do that because, you know, they they turned the camera towards, oh, look at that. It's the fight stick Kevin actually That's won right for winning the Smash tournament. Sitting, but, that, uh, sitting next to my computer. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, like it, it felt like I was, you know, in the room with you guys as everyone was cheering. Both I was cheering from home while, you know, everyone else was cheering in, in the, the, the room itself. Uh, and that was like really, really, really cool. And there was a lot of great moments as well. Obviously, we just put up a short on the carpool channel, actually, with oh, Kevin man. and Sean uh, teaching Kevin how to play hockey, which is uh, which was interesting, too. But lots of lots of good moments from that weekend, I think. Crazy. And, uh, yeah. I just yeah. I just watched that short and it, it's hilarious and he didn't even obviously he can only fit so much but like there were even some more moments of of my bewilderment at, at hockey um, yeah and I went back and actually rewatched the part where they had the camera focused on the Smash tournament because I was like I couldn't I didn't know what the chat was saying and like I, and everyone was very supportive like I I didn't know that at the time but yeah. <laughs> thanks for everyone for, for for supporting me in my efforts to win uh, the Smash Brothers tournament it was a lot yeah. of fun oh, absolutely and and we were all in 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 Taylor's corner too he was like this close to winning I, the I Mario Kart tournament third too. or something yeah. It was it was almost a clean sweep for the Save the Game Media at, at Extra Life this year, for the 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 two big tournaments. I I know that there was a a Rocket League tournament as well, but I don't think any one of us they didn't stri- they didn't show it on the big projector, so we don't even know. Like nobody knows who won that. 
It could have been anyone. It could, could have been, could have been anyone. It could have been Sean, even though he was you know nowhere near it at this year. In fact, I was actually kind of surprised he didn't enter because he, he the last th- like two years Sean had entered the Rocket League tournament. So I was actually mm. kind of surprised he didn't sign up for that this year. But. Well, I didn't know Sean was a Rocket League guy, but I didn't I didn't know a lot of things. But you know, I didn't know he uh, pl- played FIFA. I didn't know he was so good at NHL or I'm so yeah. bad at NHL. I don't know. I don't know either or. But. And, and also, you know, one of the most lasting things that came out of this weekend, of course, Kevin, now is the 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 new emote you guys got for your Discord. Oh my god! That came out of this weekend. <laughs> how how did you how did you know about this? People tell me things, Kevin, and oh. and, just, and then I'm like, oh, I need to find out more about this. I was gonna say, I don't. <laughs> are you in our Discord, Ryan? How could you possibly know? Oh my god! I mean, the best part is, Kevin. I'm not even in your Discord, but someone someone posted it somewhere else, and then I saw it. Oh was, my god! And then I saw the video that you guys did about it. So then I was like, "Oh, I'll go watch this and find out more information about this." But how this came to be? I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I'm getting bullied. I'm getting bullied by everyone. We've now officially found Kevin's version of Jar Jar. It's officially happened. It's yeah, for real. Next extra life. I'll change my profile picture to that emote. There we go. Please don't. <laughs> you know, as someone who who is who likes a good joke every once in a while, please don't do that to yourself. All right. Yeah. Well, Ryan, enough housekeeping. I think we can uh, get into what we do every week to start the show, and let's go around the room asking one simple question. That question is, what have you been playing, my friend? All right. So I've been playing a few things. Uh, number one, I've been playing that Star Ocean, the Divine Force. You and I had a conversation about this about a week and a half ago on the Xbox drive, but uh, I'm actually at the last dungeon in the game at this point. So I'm very close to finishing it. I'm about 20 hours in. So I would imagine by the 25 hour mark at the latest, I'll probably have this game finished, um, which is less than how long the beat says. I was actually expecting it to go on for another, you know, 15 more hours at this point. Cause it says it takes about 35 hours to finish. Um, but I've been having a blast with this game, believe it or not. Like, even though it's, it didn't really light up the 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 Metacritic reviews at all because it does have some technical problems. Um, mm-hmm. So I can definitely understand critically why why it's not rated super high. Um, but I'm you know having as much fun with it as I have with like any of the modern Tales games because that's Ooh. definitely what it feels like to me. It feel, basically feels like someone at Square Enix was like, "Hey, those Tales games are really good." We should make our own Tales game. Uh, and Star Ocean hasn't done anything in a while. So let's turn Star Ocean into a Tales series, basically. is what, Because the Star Ocean series at Square Enix has always been an action RPG series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always kind of shared some DNA with the Tales games. But this time they went like full blown. Like this is ba- like this is like Tales of Berseria or Tales of Arise to the, like straight down to like the combo system um, that you have in combat. Like you can totally change uh, and customize your uh, your combos with different moves you learn. Um, and each move requires an ability point. And as when you run into points, you have to you know stand still and wait for your ability points meter to recharge. Which again, if that all sounds familiar, it sounds like you know Tales of Berseria or other games in the Tales series. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the story is really good. Again, it's, I love kind of the mix of fantasy and sci-fi that's going mm-hmm. on in this game because like the first the first half of the game is is very grounded in the the fantasy stuff. Um, but then they start to introduce more and more of the sci-fi elements and, and to the point where you're like growing through space into different planets and stuff like that. So um, I love kind of the mishmash between those two genres together. Um, and I'm having a good time with that. I think the story is pretty good too. Um, the storytelling itself with the characters is 
a little wooden and kind of kind of uh it's just funny sometimes to see just some of the the really bad voice acting or just some of the ba really bad delivery by the player models themselves mm -hmm. um but i'm I, i'm actually really enjoying it and uh, i think it's definitely one of the better rpgs i've played this year if mm. honest, but i'll have my full verdict probably after i finish it um this weekend because i'll probably end up doing a review over at carpool if y'all are interested in checking that out if you want to learn more about it of course there's also a free demo out there in case uh you you know if anything i said sounds interesting to you uh definitely check out that demo on xbox or playstation um, yeah it's a, i have to get to it um, i want to try the demo and it, it's just scheduling everything because then i'm like oh i already know like 2023 i'm like all right i want to play through all the ratchet and clank games that they're putting on ps plus and it's a whole I don't know how you're going to play through manage. all those PS three streaming games that they're putting yeah. up. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. That's what I think. I think so. I think so. And then probably do a video about like the history of rashing like or something, you know, because if I'm suffering through the streaming tech, I'm going to, I'm going to turn it into content. Yeah, yeah, I got to make content at that point. Uh, but no, I'm, I remember us talking about it last week and uh, I'm, or I think it was last week, two weeks ago. Um, Either way, I'm excited for Star Ocean to finally give it a try, especially because it is the Tales. Have you played, um, what's that Sega game that I I think it's uh, Shining Refrain Resonance? Oh, Shining Resonance Refrain, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you played that? Because that, I thought, was pretty similar to a Tales game, too. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. actually, again, it's, that's what I felt playing that game as well, where they basically took it's actually a similar scenario as well, where like the Shining Force series hadn't been doing anything forever. Um, and, you know, they wanted to, Sega wanted to do their own Tales like game. So they're like, hey, let's put this together. Kind of like, kind of like what uh, Square did with Star Ocean in this case. But yes, that one definitely like Shining Resonance Refrain definitely feels like a Tales game. And I, I like that game too. Um, but it also, again, has a lot of its own problems too, mm -hmm. especially if you play it on Switch. Oh my God, that Switch, the Switch version of Shining Resonance Refrain is, uh, whew, it's real rough uh yeah yeah for sure um are you are you playing anything else ryan so i'm also playing that game with that blue hedgehog there we go this really is what I want. Yeah, hit me hit me this is the one i've been waiting for i've been i've been playing sonic frontiers but i haven't played it all that much because it did obviously just come out on tuesday um and we didn't really have it early or anything like that so my impressions are still very limited because i'm also uh kind of reviewing the sega genesis mini 2 which i was going to hold up to the camera but it's covered in wires at this point um but uh sonic frontiers um I'm, I'm also really enjoying this game too because it, it, it has this nice blend between the open world elements where you can kind of run around everywhere as sonic solving all kinds of puzzles and beating these giant bosses that are just walking around the open zones um combining that with like your standard you know sonic 3d and 2d levels um, that you go through the, that are referred to as like the cyberspace levels. Um, Cause what you have to do is um, as you progress through the open um, zones themselves is what they call them rather than the open world. Um, you'll need keys um, to get through certain areas or to solve certain puzzles or to defeat certain bosses. And the way you earn those keys is to go into cyberspace levels that you'll find along the way in the open zone um, to then earn keys to and that you depend on earn keys, depending on, you know, if you collect all, all six red, uh, red rings in the environment, or if you, you know, match a specific time going through the, um the cyberspace levels and there, there's a lot of you know interesting you know thing like carrots on the end of a stick to really make you continue to want to you know retry those cyberspace levels to then you know get the best time to then you know collect all the collectibles that are there um so then you earn more keys to unlock more stuff either for sonic or just in the the open zone areas so i i like the gameplay loop 
that's going on with this game. Plus, um, the open zones themselves are like really wide and spacious uh, because Sonic's a really fast characters. And, and one of the things I was really worried about going into this game was them maybe not giving Sonic enough room to to roam mm-hmm. around because he is so fast and he is a little bit harder to control than a lot of other you know open world protagonists like you can move through the open zone really really quickly especially if you use you know sonic's boost at this point um so i love the way that the open zone itself is like tailored with sonic in mind as a character um and i think there's a lot of good stuff with it so i'm still uh i just finished the the first you know to the tutorial and then the first island Mm -hmm. um and then i'm on the second island now so i'm not too far in the game but uh i'm actually enjoying it a thought a lot more than i even thought i was and i was already coming into it expecting to like this game after seeing the preview coverage from this because i mean we're we've come a long way from you know that ign first that they showed that looked really dull that that looked like it didn't perform really well like the game actually plays pretty well on current gen consoles especially if you played in the 60 frames per second mode instead of the 4k mode and uh i'm having a blast playing this sonic it's just really fun I'm I've gone from ooh that looks rough to like I really want to play Sonic Frontiers uh especially after the reviews dropped and like I know it I don't only got like a 74 on Metacritic or whatever and I and I I tweeted this out but I have to remind everyone a 7 isn't a bad score all right I know everyone likes to to be if it's not an 8 or a 9 it's not worth playing like you y'all need to play some 6s and 7s those games are are really fun um so I almost bought it on Tuesday because I was like, should I just buy it and then play for a few hours before God of War? But I didn't. I was a responsible consumer instead, and I'll because it'll probably go on sale very, very shortly. Um, but yeah, it's Sega. It's and Sega and Black Friday. They like to put all their games on sale. Mm-hmm. Also, one point I wanted to add with your Metacritic point as well. Like, I actually think the review score would have been much higher if it didn't get like the three of the negative reviews that it got, because it got multiple one out of 10 scores from outlets, um, which basically put it, puts it at a 20%, which totally skews that number. Like, I actually think this game would actually have been close, much closer to an eight out of 10 or an 80 on Metacritic. If it wasn't for those scores. How do you have a game of one out of 10? That's basically like you give a game that doesn't like, you can't actually play it a one out of 10. Like it's so yeah. functionally broken. That's a one out of 10 Sonic from tears for what I said. Like it's not a one out of 10. Who, who gave these people privileges to review games? I don't know. That's why I was very con- confused about, it. but again, you know, it's one of those things where if you read the review itself, it's definitely negatively slanted and it does re- like raise some good points as to, so I can definitely understand you know, where the reviewer in question is coming from with this. But at the same time, you know, it doesn't read at, like the review itself doesn't read as a one out of 10 or a, 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 you know, 20 out of 100. Like it reads like more like a six or a seven, which is totally fine. Even if you don't like a game, because there have been games I've played and don't don't, like, oh, I don't don't really like this game. But objectively it's probably like a, a five and from me like a five or a six if you get below that it's really like games don't work everything's broken like yeah. from a from a programming standpoint yeah it just makes no sense like like games i would throw into that camp would be like amy on P- ps3 or the nagano uh, winter olympics games on n64 where they literally copy and pasted the same game but then named it something different and then sold it for $60 again. Um, Like things like that, or even like FIFA legacy edition, what we see with that. It's just like, 
that's like a two out of 10 kind of experience for me rather than, you know, something like Sonic Frontiers. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, I'm excited for both those games, Ryan. I'm, I'm glad you're uh, glad you're enjoying them. You're, you're making me want to play them more. But uh, the only game I've put time into this week is God of War Ragnarok. Um, obviously came out yesterday. So I am. <laughs> it's going to sound disgusting because I go, oh, he's got me all near. He's got me all near. I have the power. Oh, that's this hammer's not, so cool. That's, that's Heatman, but I, I get what you're going for. I uh, <laughs> uh, Ragnarok. It came out yesterday, and I have 15 hours in it. <laughs> and don't ask me how that is. So, Kevin, impossible. how is that? How, how did that happen? Tell me. Tell me more. Uh, well, I had lots of free time last night and yesterday and today so i've been doing nothing but playing god of war ragnarok and going to the gym and doing anything that else is required but mainly god of war like eating and and that but mainly god of war so i've been told i'm over halfway done um a little more than halfway done actually so I will probably have this game wrapped up. I want to say early next week is probably when I'll I'll get get through it. Um, just because weekends tend to be a little busier for everyone. All right, lock with the chat. Only game Kevin plays all the games. Yeah, right, listen, everyone clowns on me for playing so many games, but I don't even play games on the weekend. Like Friday, Saturday, I don't play games. Okay. Well, I think you're probably like me because I. Like, for example, Wednesday and Thursdays are my days off at my job. And like, I work all weekend. So I'm like, I'm, I, I feel like you and I are in similar camps. Cause likewise, you and I both play like a similar number of games. Mm -hmm. And I think like most of my game playing all happens during the week and less of it on the weekend. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that is 100% me. I play, I play my games after work and, and during the weekdays and not on the weekend so much. So, ah, man, I, I'm going to save most of my thoughts for the Save the Game Media, like, review discussion, spoiler cast for God of War, because I know basically everyone over here is, like, super hyped, and they just want to play it and talk about it. So I will say I don't know if I agree with it being a 94. Ooh. That, I, there's some spice there. That, tell me more, Kevin. What do, what do you think? What's going on there? What's, in, what's going on? What are your thoughts? The game, first of all, it's gorgeous. It is fun to play. I don't know if I so far, and it, maybe the ending nails it. Maybe the last future, whatever the last chapters, um, really it picks up. It seems like a lot of like filler in certain points. Um, it's it's more linear than twenty eighteen in my how I feel. I feel <laughs> like there's a lot less like side quests and exploration. There is exploration. But I do, I don't know. It's not giving me the same feeling I had when I played 2018. And I don't know if it's because like, it's just kind of more of 2018, but people are like, oh, it's, it's, it's expanded. But like, I don't, I don't know if, if I feel that way. I, I, I almost feel like, I almost feel like they, they had, they had this idea. They didn't, it didn't make it into 2018. And then they've, they've just kind of built it into a full game um i i don't know how how i, I i'll have to sit with my thoughts and, and put and obviously finish the game but i like it i don't love it and i i don't know if i agree like i said i don't think it's a 94 on metacritic is where i'm personally at currently 
so two games actually came to mind while you were talking about that with me, Kevin, and correct me if I'm wrong. First of all, you obviously played Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? Yeah. Yeah. So one of my biggest problems was with Final Fantasy VII Remake is like, you know, that chapter that you have where you're with the kids and stuff and, you know, you're, you're, um, and the other chapter where you're, you're like climbing Walmart and stuff like that. Like it really felt like there was a ton of filler where there was mm-hmm. a lot of points in the game that just didn't really feel like they need to be there. They just felt like, you know, padding at that point. And that's kind of what it sounds like you're describing with some of the game where I'm getting similar feelings with that. But the other game I also thought about was uh, Horizon Forbidden West, where a lot of the reviews talked about with that game um, that they, like, it, it didn't, you know, deserve a score higher than the original game because it was just more of the original game. Um, mm-hmm. And it just didn't have the same, you know, feeling that as you had as the original game. It wasn't as special. Um, and that's kind of what I'm getting from you as well, where it almost feels like God of War might be in that camp as well, which is kind of what I f- was a little bit worried about going into God of War, where would it feel like a truly revolutionary experience or would it just feel like more of God of War 2018? Mm-hmm. Um, especially as someone who like me who personally like didn't love God of War 2018 nearly as much as a lot of other people. I still mm-hmm. really like the game, but it wasn't like one of my you know games of the generation or anything like that, that the same way that it was for a lot of other people. Um, so that's why I'm a little bit more worried now where I'm like, oh, maybe I'm, maybe if it's just more God of War 2018 for me, I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, super into this game. And it's probably just goes down further and further on my games to playlist to the point now where I'll probably just play it before our game of the year show at Carpool, uh, next month, just to be able to talk about it at least a little bit in game of the year context, but probably not much more than that. It's, it's funny you bring up horizon because I, I didn't really like Zero Dawn. Um, I eventually got like so annoyed with Zero Dawn that I just put it on story mode and just like breezed through, like did complete the story, felt left at, let down. And then I just played Forbidden West. Um, and I going into it, I was like, I'm not going to even try to do like the open world. So I'm just going to start on story mode and get the story and see where Aloy goes. And I actually like Forbidden West story more than Zero Dawn. I was talking about this with, with Sean at Extra Life, and he's the opposite where he likes Zero Dawn more than Forbidden West. But it was kind of just more of Zero Dawn. Like there, was, there wasn't any revolutionary gameplay changes. And that's kind of how I feel about God of War. And that's fine. They don't need to change that. That like, God of War is good. It's still Ragnarok is still really good. Like I'm having a yeah. great time. I was like, I put 15 hours into it. I just, I don't, I don't think it's a 90. I don't think it's some revolutionary like game yeah. of the generation. Already. Like it's not like, Elden Ring, where Elden Ring, you know, say what you will, but for someone like me, for example, who doesn't like Souls born games, I could definitely tell from playing that game that it was a revolutionary experience for that genre. And that's, you know, not what I'm getting, you know, not the vibes I'm getting from something like God of War, where it's not reinventing, you know, the action adventure genre and even the mm-hmm. way that, you know, God of War 2018 did. But again, I haven't played it yet. So it's just, um, I don't have a lot. I can't really say too much about it at this point yeah, yeah look there's you You speak uh ghostly march in the chat said uh that, that's the worst chapter in final fantasy 7 uh remake i agree with that and i want to tell you there's one chapter in ragnarok that gave me the exact same vibes where i'm oh, sitting no. there i was sitting here playing i was like i want this to be over i'm so bored being in this area like it dragged and like you do one thing and then i was like all right can i leave now they're like 
all right, let's go over here. I'm like, make it stop. Just make it stop. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. That just here hurts me to hear, Kevin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Well, I'm glad at least I have uh, you know, after Star Ocean and Sonic to complete, I also have Tactics Ogre coming out on Friday. Which is getting great play. reviews. Yeah. And then uh and then in December, like that should pick me till December when you know we got Callisto Protocol and Midnight Suns and Crisis Core. So yes. I'm I'm set for a while now. Probably. So many good things coming out. Super excited. Um, but we can move on to our news segment. So um, we're going to go to the, the library, have a seat while I grab this week's stories. Story number one, um, and spoiler guys, it's been a slow news week. It's, it's, all, uh, it's all about Ragnarok this week. Xbox clearly knew anything they put out was going to be uh, overshadowed. So story mm. number one. Gears of War is getting a Netflix movie and TV show. Netflix announced that Xbox's third-person shooter series, Gears of War, is set to be adapted to television. In an official announcement, Netflix announced they are partnering with The Coalition, the studio behind the latest Gears of War games, to produce a live-action feature film and then an adult animated series. So, Ryan, I know you guys talked about this on the Xbox Drive yesterday, but what are your overall thoughts? Are you excited for a Gears of War First of all, live action film and then adult series. Um, what, what are you thinking? So it depends because I'm just curious about what direction they're going to go in. And again, we, Sean and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, but um, first of all, I'm actually definitely more excited of the two of the adult animated series, especially after Arcane, after uh, Cyberpunk, uh, Edge Runners. Like, I feel like Netflix is, does a great job with their, you know, animated video game tv shows um so i'm actually really excited that Co- the coalition is is working with netflix to put together a gears of war tv show like that gets me really excited i'm curious to know like what animation studio is going to be handling that or what style they're going to go in whether they they go to uh like an american studio or if it is like an anime done like studio trigger for example who did uh the cyberpunk show for example like i'm curious to know what direction that goes in um, so of the two, that's the one I'm most excited about. Live action gears will be interesting. It'll also be interesting too if it, they like make the live action movie and then have it tie in directly into the TV series, or if they're going to be two completely different things from each other, or likewise if they're going to even follow the games at this point. Like I, one of the things that I've liked about Netflix's approach is that they haven't really been retelling the stories from the games so i really hope that the direction they go in with this is they they have like three or four other cogs that they're following maybe you know on emergence day or post emergence day um and we kind of get their story and maybe you know intersects with marcus's stories you know from here here or there um but i would like to see them kind of focus on new characters because i always think that works better Mm -hmm. in these types of scenarios and i think the only other case where it's really worked with established characters is something like Castlevania. But again, like the source material for Castlevania, it's not like we had, you know, a lot of, you know, storytelling in the Castlevania games themselves. So they, they felt like new characters when they did that. Whereas gears, it would be tough to do. Like it would be weird to see, you know, someone else play Marcus Phoenix for then a movie um, and then have someone else play him in like a TV show. Like it would be weird to me. Mm-hmm. for them to do that but i'm curious to know what you think about this kevin because again i i talked about it at length yesterday but i want to know what yeah. your thoughts are so i i i love gears of war personally um it, i've always i've loved it since the first one came out on the 360 
obviously the first three I think are better than the, the most recent ones. And I'm I'm of the opinion Gears 4 is better than Gears 5. I know it's a hot take for, for a lot of people out there. But for me, the live action one, it's hard because uh, Ghostly Mark says, I want to see Batista as Marcus, which I, I, that's our thumbnail because I... I know Batista long uh, for a long time has pushed for a Gears of War thing. He wanted to be a part of it. So it, it, if he isn't a part of it, it would be almost weird to me. Um, whether he is Marcus or not, I don't know. Because obviously they need to do auditions and like choose the actor that is right to play it. Not just like, oh, he's big and bulky. Like he looks like a Gears of War character. Yeah. Um, for... I'm I'm excited to give the live action a chance. Yeah. I'm worried if they don't do the story though that you get something like the Halo TV show because we've I don't know if you watched it, Ryan. Oh, I I I, I saw the Halo TV show, but the problem with the Halo TV show is like they their uh, the the director's response to you know the the notion of trying to follow any of the source material for Halo is like no, we're just throwing that out so it's just like because like yeah like and again they weren't really working with 343 in the way that i'm expecting netflix is working with the coalition so yeah. i think that's kind of the main difference here i i hope i i would like to see the first game adapted into a movie because i think i think the first game could be a good standalone film um hmm. the problem comes when you think okay does that mean if that movie is successful, they'll do the next games as another live action films. I think they need to make the animated series separate. I don't yeah. think you do the film and then continue it with the series. I think that'd be weird and jarring, especially because the chances of getting the live actors to come back and reprise their voice roles isn't a guarantee. So I think they need to do something like cyberpunk edge runners for the, the, TV show and just have it be separate. Just have their own thing in the Gears of War universe. They can reference things that are going in the games. I think that'd be cool, like Easter eggs. But for the live action, keep that one game focused. Draw from the source material, and then you could do your own thing with the the animated series. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah, yeah. I think we're both kind of on the same track there because I think even with like with the movie itself, to your point, I really hope they don't tie into each other. I hope that you know they're very separate from each other. Or if they do tie in at all, it's like hey, you see, you know, these characters in the background, I guess, uh, the, the characters that we're going to follow in the animated show is like a cameo or something, mm -hmm. uh, rather than it be, you know, them, like all about the same characters in both. Like, I think that's probably the best approach to it. But it, it's just weird to me that they're doing both because they usually, like when they get a game project like this, it's usually one or the other and not both. So that, that's why it's weird to me that they're doing both, I guess, and giving us the live action movie first and then they the series afterwards. And then it sounds like they said that if they're successful, they'll do more stuff after that. So, um, I, yeah, I don't know why, why Netflix, the live action one confuses me because their, their most successful properties or adaptations have been the animated stuff. So yeah. they clearly know that because they've ordered an animated series. At what point do we just say like, maybe we're going to skip live action video game stuff. I we're just going to strictly keep it animated because it's so so much easier to translate the ridiculous stuff you see in video games to an animated tv show format well i mean they like japan's been trying to make live action anime be a thing for years Kevin, oh, I gotta, and we've learned nothing from that so yeah i, I 
I was just reminded of the live action Yu Yu Hakusho. Like it came up. It was yeah. like I'm like I forgot they were making that. You you've completely ruined this for me. I mean, you've also got you know five live de- live action Death Note movies in Japan, and then the live action Death Note movie on Netflix too, which was uh, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, but uh, yeah, like I think like um, the video games just in general. You're absolutely right. Like, unless the game is like super grounded, like if it's a spy game, like if it's like Splinter Cell or something like that, of course mm-hmm. that makes sense for a live action movie because be you know dope. you're not doing anything ridiculous in a Splinter Cell movie. You're like it's about a secret agent, and that's that's something that probably works really well as like a live action TV show more than a series. But you know, same kind of deal. But you're right. Like a lot of like these fantasy or sci-fi things, um, of course they're going to work better as a as an animated feature because it's just. They, they can do so much more uh show more so much more of the ridiculous stuff in the animated format so it, i agree with you on that. it's just hard to make someone look cool wearing like that giant bulky armor like yeah it just doesn't look natural it looks weird you're like oh come you on doing? they did a great job of making chief look good in his no, armor in real life. no <laughs> no yeah and then they took that they knew it looked bad so that's why they kept him out of it the whole time or just took a yeah, and just had him with his helmet off and stuff, which is fine. Uh, that's Chief all the time. He just walks around without the suit on. That's the, the one time. I know. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the best Chief I know. Uh, well, God. I'm excited for that to see what happens. But um, we can go on to story number two. There's some drama at id Software now, Ryan. I don't know if you fam- remember, but a few years ago, around the time Doom Eternal was released, there was a falling out between id Software and longtime soundtrack producer Mick Gordon. Well, Mick Gordon uh, yesterday released a statement that everyone should read. I'm not going to read it on the show. It is way too long. But luckily, uh, my my old my my buddy Ethan here, uh, normally co-hosting, uh, did a little summary write up of what Mick Gordon said. So he accuses id Software Studio Director Marty Stratton of lying about the circumstances involved with Doom Eternal soundtrack. In summary, Mick says that the studio offered an original soundtrack album for special editions without having a contract done to create said original soundtrack. And when Mick Gordon reached out to Stratton to get a deal, Stratton refused. McGordon alleged he went almost a year multiple times without getting paid, was allowed, was not allowed to participate in audio meetings, that an original soundtrack was ordered before they had a concept of gameplay, and that he worked under heavy crunch and more. Brian, I'm going to throw it over to you. Uh, are you familiar with the situation? And did you read uh, Mick Gordon's statement? So I did not. I saw the length of that statement, Kevin, before yeah. we started recording today. I'm like, I'm just going to let Kevin summarize this before we, before we go into it. But uh, yeah, cause we, you know, we'd heard about, you know, Mick Gordon and id software, you know, when doom eternal was coming out to your point. Um, so it's just, it's interesting that they went, like, I don't understand like id software's point of view of why they would just, you know, skirt around him like this and just release stuff without asking him and then not paying him. It's just, it seems weird to me. Um, but we also like, as far as I know, we got the statement from Mick, but we haven't really gotten, you know, a response from id yet about this, right? As far as I know. Yeah. So we're still waiting to hear from that. So I'm, I'm curious to hear what they have to say about that. Like if there's a specific reason why contractually they had to do it this way, or maybe they can't talk about it because of NDAs, you know, that's something we, we talked about it, you know, during the, the Bayonetta fiasco last month. Um, but it's, it's interesting that they would do like handle it this way, especially because Mick had been, you know, working with id for, for years and years and years, not just mm-hmm. on uh, doom eternal, but also the original doom and then other projects as well. Yeah. So, I mean, um, it's weird that they would just 
do it this way. So I'm, I'm curious to know if there's more to it than what Mick's letting on here. But what do you think, Kevin? So from, from what I gather, he, he released this in response to a Reddit post that Marty Stratton had made. I assume it was like an ask me anything or something in response that really prompted him to be like, okay, I'm going to set the record straight here. They're lying. It's not a good look. I, I don't like to take sides in this, especially when information could still come out. I think uh, Helena Taylor and uh, Platinum Games have, have taught us don't uh, don't start throwing your horse behind certain people. But from from everything I've seen, because you have former id software employees retweeting this um, on Twitter now, mm-hmm. they seem to be even when your own studio former employees, I don't know if any current ones uh, seem to be backing, not the studio they worked at in this, in this, it makes me feel like Mick Gordon is probably telling the truth, but I would like to see an official response either from id software from Xbox to get this sorted out because it's, it's not a good look. Yeah, absolutely not. not. Like if everything that, you know, Mick said in his, you know, statement is true, um, then, then definitely that is not a good look for, Id. and I, again i i, I like it bl- bothers my mind as to why they would go through such lengths to then keep him out of that process I, he said he wasn't, wasn't allowed to participate in audio yeah like, it's so the, weird to me that's his job especially well it's not even just that it's like because a lot of game soundtracks you know not they're not always integrated into the gameplay itself or the way mm-hmm. the game plays but mixed soundtrack in particular for doom like for example when you use the machine gun you then hear like little clips of like the music from that uh, of mixed music play as you're shooting the gun and mm-hmm. like in time with the music itself so it's just it's su- such a big part of that experience that it's weird to me that they wouldn't include him on that stuff, which is why, again, if, if everything he's saying is true, that's like, it still boggles my mind and it's definitely not a good look. Here yeah. It's, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, I, I want, I want an official response. I don't know. Maybe they'll handle things behind the scenes legally, which mm-hmm. uh, listen, the, the big issue is like, if he was crunching, are, are other people, the studio crunching or is no, are other people not getting paid? He, he's just, bringing up a lot of issues and obviously he was a contractor so it all depends on not just him but other people i think i think it really he's trying to bring something to light here and we we need to not immediately go to the fence of of one side or the other but yeah i'm waiting for that jason Schreier article to just come out of nowhere with now here's actually here's the real story of what happened here that would that would be good he if he could do some digging uh we'll certainly bring it back up i did just want to make everyone aware but like I said, go read the actual art or the, the actual thing. It's super long. I think it took Ethan almost like 30 minutes to get through it. And this yeah. was his uh, summary. It's like so. 30 or 40 pages or something. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. He's fair play to him if you're taking the time to, to write that much. But uh, do you know, Ryan, that today the Xbox Series X and S turned two happy birthday to the Xbox? Hooray. Um, and we have a question about this. So we coming from Eric uh, Rivera from our friend of the show over on X to interact. He says today marks two years since the Xbox series X and S have launched two years in. What are some of your favorite things about the console and some things you don't like about the console? Oh, so, so if you, if you need some time, I can go first. Oh no. So I, I'm, I'm thinking, so obviously there's a lot to like about the series X. I mean, you know, quick resume is a great new feature. I really enjoy, you know, being able to keep your games open and keep um, them suspended because I do think they, that they have a much better system than what PlayStation launched with. I think now PlayStation added this, um, you know, re- like resume 
option for every game that's that you have on your on your on your console that you could actually quickly jump into any game at this point that's that works similarly to quick resume um so i think like that was a really good feature for that that they had there for a while but also you know back compat is amazing on you know series x uh, i love that, that that playing able to go back and play old games with new improvements especially the fps boost um added to the games that they added fps boost uh was was actually a really awesome achievement especially with some of the games uh like fear for example like getting having that with fps boost i think was like a really awesome game to get that because the 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 reason why one of the reasons why like the reviews were so poor for that game when it came to 360 in the first place was mostly because of the frame rate for the game so mm -hmm. um getting that performance you know juiced up a little bit on series x um is one of my favorite things about the console um and then you know least favorite things Honestly, there's not a lot I don't really like, but the one that stands out to me is the 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 dashboard um, because you've got these really pretty dynamic themes and you kind of know where I'm going with this one. Mm -hmm. You have these pretty dynamic themes, but you've got all your icons and advertising totally blocking everything. And I'm like, I wish they would, you know, shift things around a little bit so you can see more of the dynamic backgrounds because like the Halo Infinite dynamic background looks really cool. It's got, you know, stuff flying in the background and whatnot, but you can't see any of that stuff because all your icons are in the way. So, um there that's kind of my like one of my downsides with the console but honestly like i've really enjoyed my series x over the last two years because i did get one at launch and um i have really enjoyed my time with it over the last two years and i really just don't have a lot of faults with the console i think it's a, a pretty dang good console but what about you kevin um so so i agree with everything you just said quick resume is my favorite feature on the, on the xbox i use it constantly for for single player games especially it just makes jumping in and out of especially jrpgs super easy absolutely love that feature um the dashboard i don't mind it um i know a lot of people are like oh it's too cluttered and then i'm like okay we'll go look at the one they're testing for insiders and then come back to me because that one's atrocious i don't yeah. want that one my another I mean, Game Pass is, is my favorite thing about the car. If we're being honest, like Game Pass is undoubtedly, it just allows me to play so many games, so many new things that I, I haven't been able to jump into. Uh, like I played Tinykin and I absolutely adore that game. Like it's one of my favorite games this year and I wouldn't have been able to play it without Game Pass. Um, some things I don't like about the console. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, batteries. <laughs> having yeah. to even though i have a rechargeable battery pack it's still the fact that like it doesn't just come with a built-in like oh you plug your controller in with a cable it has like an internal battery i think xbox needs to get rid of that 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 is something they need to work on although i used my battery pack from last generation so the fact that like they're interchangeable i, I do like that consistency yeah. they wanted to i mean they chose instead of moving away from the battery packs they chose to keep everything you know, uniform. So if you want to use your Xbox One controllers and stuff with it, you could. Whereas if they totally overhauled it, it we'd have like a PS5 situation where, mm -hmm. you know, you wouldn't have, be able to use your older accessories. Or I might not be able to use my Rock Band guitar controller, you know, with my my Series X without some kind of like dongle or something like that. I, they do, I don't know if it's the Xbox One, but I know there is a dongle for older it might be yeah, for 360 yeah 360, 360 yeah because yeah, yeah. you can use that because my friend had to get a dongle and we ordered it especially to play rock band uh, well especially like stuff. with the, the 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 main reason to get that now especially too is because the rock band for like bit full band kit is so stupidly expensive on ebay at this point it's like they, well 
the cheaper route is to just buy the adapter, even if it's a hundred dollars, and then get all the the three sixty instruments. They stopped um, making like guitars, and I'm like, I don't know what to do when they break. Like, yeah, because I because I have my uh, rock band, my one rock band four guitar. But God forbid if something ever happens to it, I'm gonna be very sad, Kevin. I don't know what I'm gonna do at that point. Uh, one of my other favorite things is that uh, the Xbox is small enough to uh travel playstation yeah. like I'm, I'm not bringing my ps5 anywhere all right especially after i like oh, come on joe brought his he had no problem i don't that was the only thing that i don't know how they brought them first yeah. of all like i looked at it and i thought about bringing it and i was like you know xbox gives me like a nice little if you kept the original box it has like almost a built-in like little carry case and then playstation yeah. is just like and yeah, we just threw it in there <laughs> have fun yeah. but uh ryan that is all we have for this week actually a, a shorter episode for you folks but uh thank you for stopping by i appreciate you coming uh filling in for ethan do you want to let people know where they can find you absolutely so if you want to hear more from me talking about the weather or rpgs or you know sega genesis you're gonna head out over to carpool gaming run youtube twitter everywhere just at carpool gaming on all your platforms we're even on tiktok making those tiktoks mm-hmm. those carpool gaming tiktoks and then you can find me on twitter at Ryan Turford as well, T-U-R-F-O-R-D, because everybody always asks how it's spelled. Um, and I think that's it for me. And I mean, again, I mostly talk about RPGs um, and old retro games and stuff like that. That's more my jam. But Kevin, what about you? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at the Muffin Mon uh, over on Twitter. It's a one and seven I and an O instead of an A. You could follow us at Save Game Media. No the on Twitter because it's too long, they told me. Uh, you gotta gotta cut it out. So Save Game Media over on Twitter. Stay up to date with all of our latest videos uh podcasts we literally have content coming out every single day uh including uh, an embargoed review dropping tomorrow morning if you're interested in that check it out um and until next week though we'll see you goodbye bye-bye <laughs>